You're listening to All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host, Vanessa Diaz, and this is episode 402.5, airing on Friday, February 24th. And today I'm going to tell you about a couple of titles by authors who have new books out this month. And the good news is both of their books are already out, so you don't have to wait. And if you like them as much as I did, you can pick them up now. But before we get into those, let's hear from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Random House, Publishers of Wild Ground by Emily Usher. A story of first love that will break your heart. Wild Ground is a bittersweet novel that follows two teenagers whose all-consuming relationship is tested by the forces of class, prejudice, and addiction in a small English town. From the beginning, it has always been Neef and her beautiful, troubled mother, Chrissy. When they move to a small town to follow Chrissy's older boyfriend, it's a chance to start over. And on the first day in their new home, she meets Danny and the two form a friendship that gives way to the slow burn of romance as they grow up desperate to escape the confines of their world and the forces that hold their families hostage, like substance abuse, poverty, and racism. Now, this is perfect for fans of things like normal people, euphoria, and sex education. It centers working class women in small town England. It's steeped in the dialect and lyricism of Northern England. So make sure to check out Wild Ground by Emily Usher. And thanks again to Random House, publishers of Wild Ground by Emily Usher for sponsoring this episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Yen Press, your favorite publisher of Japanese manga and novels. Tragedy unfolds on the first day of spring when a train derails at Nishi Iwagahama Station, changing the course of hundreds of lives. Two months later, a rumor spreads of a ghost with the power to send others back in time, inevitably attracting those who seek a chance to go back to that fateful day. The God of Nishi Yuagahama Station by Takeshi Morase is a moving story about the unpredictability of life. It aims to comfort tired souls and answers the famous question, what would you do if you had a second chance? Told through the eyes of a student, a son, and a bride-to-be, this heart-wrenching novel is a reflection of how grief impacts us and what we must do to pick up the pieces. Don't miss this literary debut full of fabulism and time travel by Japanese writer Takeshi Murase. To learn more, please visit yinpress.com. And thanks again to Yin Press, your favorite publisher of Japanese manga and novels, for sponsoring this episode. My first pick is a work of mythology, which surprises no one, (laughs) at least if not if you've been listening to the show for any amount of time, Um, and that is A Thousand Ships by Natalie Haynes. Natalie Haynes has a new book out called Stone Blind that is a retelling of Medusa's story that is so juicy and great, phenomenal on audio, has a really like snarky tone that just paints every one of the gods and goddesses in like, ugh a light. Not a great one, particularly. I could gush about it, and I'm so tempted to do so now, but you should just go ahead and listen to me do so on the main show that aired on the 14th on Valentine's Day. Natalie Haynes, if you don't know, is a classicist, an author, a host of the BBC Radio 4 series. Natalie Haynes stands up for the classics, which is a radio broadcast originally, but I've been listening to as a podcast. She writes for The Guardian, and she's the author of several other books, uh, most of which are also mythological in their bent, but not all, uh, including Pandora's Jar, Children of Jocasta, Amber Fury, and oh my gosh, what's the other one? The Ancient Guide to Modern Life. I own most of those, have not read them yet, but you know, story of a reader's life. So A Thousand Ships was shortlisted for the Women's Prize in 2020, which is, I think, what first put it on my radar. It's an all-female retelling of the Iliad, of the events of the Trojan War, mainly its aftermath. 
And when I read it, and even as I think back on it now, I kept thinking about that scene in either the Avengers movie, that's either Endgame or Infinity War. I can't remember which one it takes place in, but it's the part where baby Zoe Saldana, um, what is her character's name? Gamora. <laughs> so baby Gamora is uh, in like kind of a weird flashbacky type of scene anyway, asks Thanos something like, did you win? And he says, you know, yes, or affirms and she's, well, what did it cost? And he says everything, you know, and I, I just kept thinking about that because I, I read this book relatively recently. It really just the the question I guess is like yeah did you win but what did it cost and also like what did did you really win though and yeah I'll get into that further in a second here so the book gives a voice not just to the victors but to everyone so even the you know quote unquote losers because uh, losers is just putting it real lightly and specifically to again the women from goddesses down to the mortal girls and women. The main character is Calliope, who is a muse of epic poetry who takes us on a journey by telling kind of a nonlinear story from each of these women's perspectives. I wrote down a quote that I've had in my phone for months uh, since I read the book that's, I have picked up the old stories and I've shaken them until the hidden women appear in plain sight. And that gets down to it, giving voice to the women who have often been silenced on all sides of this, you know, what ultimately is a tragedy. It's a war that just claimed so much life, made up war, but you know, go with me. So the chapters alternate in perspective, and they really drive home what I've been saying for a second, perhaps slightly incoherently, which is that no matter what side of things you were on, the women almost always lost. It's a theme that Natalie Haynes comes back to in Stoneblind, how women are so often punished for the mere act of existing in mythology, and more so often as a direct punishment to the actions of men. So like, not only did you not do a thing, but you're getting punished for like the fact that someone else did. They're treated as pawns, as tools, as bargaining chips, as offerings to the, you know, fickle gods. And the way they're treated really makes you wonder what it means to have won, what heroism means in the first place, and who gets to define it. It's probably pretty obvious, but if it's not, I'll say it now, because this is just a common theme in mythology, that there's a trigger warning here for sexual assault. Natalie Haynes doesn't shy away from any of this, but definitely doesn't um, go into it in a way that's too graphic. Like, I'm able to read it, and that's a trigger for me, so it's something that you can probably get through as well, but, you know, approach that with care. I just love the way she rewrites mythology. She clearly had to go, and by she, I mean Natalie Haynes, go to lots of different sources to kind of cobble together these stories because none of these women's stories are told cleanly in just the Iliad or in like just one mythological account. She knows her stuff and also just breathes fresh air into her stories. And I, I cannot wait to go back and read. I'm, I'm particularly interested in going back and reading Children of Jocasta because I just, ooh, that's, that's a, that's a story. And I want to know what Natalie Hill, Natalie Hill, Natalie Haynes <laughs> does with it. So I'm clearly starting to get rambly because I love this book so much. So I'm going to go ahead and stop now and just implore that you pick up both A Thousand Ships and Stoneblind, both by Natalie Haynes. My second pick is Within These Wicked Walls by Lauren Blackwood, whose February release is called Wild Blood. I also talked about it on the February 14th episode. It's a YA fantasy about a woman who is indeed a wild blood, which means that her blood science, blood chemistry, if you will, is sort of magical. Like it gives her powers as it does to all wild bloods that allow them to like protect other people, I believe. I, I haven't gotten 
too far into it yet, but what I have read of it so far is lush and phenomenal. So the book uh, is on my shelf now, and I will continue to read that later. But that brings me to another book of Lauren Blackwood's that I have started to read and not finished, but I loved it so much. And reading a little bit of Wild Blood reminded me that I needed to go back and finish it. And what I have you know, read again since picking it up a second time easily convinced me that I wanted to talk about it today. So I don't remember if I've even said the title yet, but it's Within These Wicked Walls. <laughs> and like, why wouldn't I love this story? It is an Ethiopian-inspired reimagining of Jane Eyre. It's kind of witchy. It's got dark magic vibes. The only reason I didn't keep on reading it was because I had to stop to read other stuff for work. And, you know, this is the song that uh, <laughs> we all, it's like the story of my life. But usually I go back and pick up the books again. I think I just got too busy this time and didn't. And now that I'm back into it, I'm like, why, why, why did I leave you? Like, gosh, such a, such a great book. It's told from the perspective of 19-year-old Andromeda, who goes by Andy for short. She is a Deptera or Deptera. I'm not entirely sure how you pronounce that because I'm reading this one in print and just tend to throw my you know Mexican Spanish accent on things. But a Deptera or Deptera is an exorcist hired to cleanse households of the evil eye through the creation of these amulets that break curses and essentially tell the evil eye to, you know, go get gone. The problem is she isn't getting hired to do what she does because her mentor kicked her out before she could get licensed. So she's basically on the streets trying to just live when she agrees to take on a job that others have tried to accomplish unsuccessfully at the home of one Magnus Rochester. And if you've read Jane Eyre, then you're like, ah, yes. So Rochester, there's the link. Rochester is a chocolate tycoon, if I remember correctly, like that's where he made his money. And there's definitely a curse plaguing his big old manor. It is cold, 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 cold as hell in spite of being in the middle of the desert and bad things happen, especially at night. So Andy goes about the task of going through this creepy house, you know, room by room, trying to unevil it. Soon it becomes clear that it might not even really be the house so much as Magnus himself, who is cursed. And I've read a little further than this point, but I'm going to go ahead and just stop with my description there. Um, there is, I have a sense anyway, that to some degree I know where some of this might be going as far as like uh, Andy's relationship to Magnus, because again, I've read Jane Eyre, and if you have to, then like I assume kind of from the vibes I'm getting that like a romance is coming, but I don't know the crux of like the rest of like where this curse is going, whether Andy's going to be able to rid the house of it altogether, what Magnus being cursed means exactly. But because this is, you know, a gothic tradition, if you will, and we know what we know about Jane Eyre and we have again that like dark magic vibes, I figure it's going to go to some like dark and gritty places and I'm very excited for that. I love Lauren Blackwood's writing so far. I love the concept. I love, as I've said multiple times before, and we'll say again, just books that take classic stories and breathe some fresh modern perspective into them, giving much like, you know, in my first pick, like voices to the folks who've traditionally been silenced or kind of pushed off into the margins. So I'm really, really enjoying this for the second time now. I'm going to finish it this time, I swear, <laughs> and hope that you'll pick up both of these books. So again, that is Within These Wicked Walls by Lauren Blackwood. And if you want to get her new book out now, that is Wild Blood. And that is all for me today. I hope you pick up all of these books. They're all out now. 
get them while you can. I don't know why I said that. It's not like they're like going out of style in any way. I'm just really tired and need to go eat a snack. <laughs> so I'm going to go do just that. Thank you so much to today's sponsor. And thank you to our audio editor, Jen Zink, for making the show sound as great as she does. And as uh, I particularly can attest to over the course of the last two weeks, thanks to some technological difficulties, that job is not always easy. <laughs> and thank you, of course, to you as the listener for tuning in. For more books and general bookishness, more recs, I should say, then check out bookriot.com. And don't forget to check out our full stable of podcasts at bookriot.com slash listen, or you can just search for Book Riot on whatever your podcast player of choice is. You can find a list of the books that I've mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com slash all the books. And remember that if you're a fan of all the books and all the backlist and you want to show us some love, consider leaving a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you review podcasts. We really appreciate those reviews because they help other people find us. And if you want to find me, I am mostly on Instagram these days at Buenos Dias SD. Thank you so much for listening along. I hope that you will enjoy these works of fantasy and mythology. Check you out next time. And in the meantime, happy reading. Thank you.